caution. It is entirely likely that someone is currently breaking into your car. If you are driving, please travel directly through the nearest police station. A nine, ten, a four, five, six. Your last buck. It don't mean you're so down on your luck. If you've got friends and laughs and fun and stuff, then you've got more than all those people we have counted rich. So you got no cause to bitch. Yes, they had something important to say. Where the hell did you find that? It was in my elastified support drawer. Your what? My elastified support drawer. Your elastified support drawer? Well, everyone has a sock drawer or an undies drawer. Where you put your socks and your undies, yes. Well, I have a drawer for my elastic body part support. Oh, right. You know, like my knee supports and my ankle supports and my elbow support and my back support and my buttock support. You got got so many, you have to have a special drawer for them all. Yes, and I was rummaging around in there trying to find my retractable gluteo hernia support truss. Didn't know you had one of those. I got two. Really? Yeah, both retractable. Oh, it's probably for the best. Painful, but for the best. Well, while I was rummaging, I found this. Looks like something Lillian would use on Analovsky. I've seen Matron use one on Fritz in sick bay. Oh, it seems appropriate. Yeah, most appropriate. And Morgie Geiger counter says he never takes a shower without one. Or oh, a bit large for the shower, don't you think? Oh, you're the one who stuffed it up your nose. I mean, can you remove it, please? It's, it's very hard to take this podcast seriously when I have to look at you with that thing hanging out your face. Oh, yeah, sorry. Does Mavis know you've got one of those? I think she's the one who put it in my elastic support drawer. Well, that's subtle. Maybe she's trying to give me the hint. The hint? More like smacking you over the head with a spade. Foreplay. Oh, it's not coming out real easy, is it? I think it's still alive. Well, that's the icing on the cake. It's definitely stuck. You rammed it up there too far. I think so. Not that it's touching my brain. Well, how would you know? Can I borrow your tweezers, Jerry? More foreplay? Possibly. Mavis! Oh, not in public, Barry. Oh, come on, there's a first time for everything. Or in this case, a 17th. Oh, this is seriously stuck. And speaking of things that are seriously stuck where they shouldn't be, morning motion headline. Cruise ship stuck in mud off the coast of Greenland. They had to phone in five tugboats. Can you get me that phone number? You know, Barry, I blame global warming. Oh, a bit of a stretch, Jerry. I mean, I stick things up me nose all the time. No, no, not your nose. The cruise ship stuck in the mud in Greenland. I blame global warming evaporating the oceans so that sea levels fall and all these mud flaps get exposed. I thought sea levels were supposed to rise. Yeah, they rise around the Pacific Islands and all the nations that need money, but the sea levels fall wherever overfed rich white people go on cruise ships. But shouldn't the sea levels rise with the displacement when they put the cruise ship in the water? What? Archimedes' law. When you put a cruise ship in a bath, the water sloops all over the floor. I think you're right, Bass. So that should balance out for the evaporation. Due to global warming. I got it out. Due to global warming? No, I just yanked really hard. Exactly like global warming. 
And speaking of global warming... Oh, yes! It's been 23 years. It has. Since Cathy Freeman lit the flame. And started global warming. No, she lit the cauldron at the opening ceremony. And started the voice debate. No, she started the Olympics. I thought that was Pierre de Coubertin. No, he started the voice debate. Oh, that's right. Cathy Freeman did all that stuff at the Sydney Olympics. The Sydney Olympics, yes, the year 2000. And to honour the 23rd anniversary of Cathy Freeman lighting the cauldron at the Olympics, they named a grandstand after her. Good thing, too. Mm. You know, that 400 metres she ran at the Sydney Olympics... Know it well. Yeah, it was like the shooting of JFK. It was? Yes, or 9-11, or the sacking of Gough Whitlam. Oh, yes, I see what you mean, yes. Or the Hindenburg. We get the idea, Barry. The Battle of Hastings. The Battle of Hastings, 1066. Exactly. You never forget where you were when you saw the footage. It becomes such a momentous thing in your head, you always have the mental image. It's sort of like when Matt rejected Abby Chatfield on The Bachelor. Exactly. It's burned into your frontal cortex. It is, unless you've had a lobotomy. Oh, even with a lobotomy. You couldn't erase those images. True, true. I can still see Cathy Freeman crossing the line. Triumphant. With the torch held high. Ah, yes, 23 years. That's quite an anniversary. It's the anniversary. You wonder why they didn't do it at the 20th anniversary. Or wait for the 25th anniversary. Well, 23 is a prime number. Of course. Always go the prime number. Now that's what I call an anniversary. The 23 prime number celebration. I can think of no other reason why they'd suddenly right now decide to slap Cathy Freeman's name all over Olympic Park. And our TV news bulletins. And engrave it on my morning motion. It has to be the prime number celebration. They'll do it again for 29 years. And 31 years. 37 years. The keys to the city. The master key to all the Olympic stadium toilets. And I'm sure they have a prime number of them. Oh, yes, yes, they do. Once they add all the gender-neutral facilities... Australia 2023, celebrating numbers prime. The only thing you can't divide. And believe me, Baz, I've tried. Those last few lines actually rhyme, Jerry. Grumpy's ginger beer, cosmetic self-care in a bottle, like... As I get older, I've grown more and more dependent on weird hair colour to cover my grey roots. But during COVID lockdowns, when the hairdressers were closed, I took to simply upending a full Grumpy's ginger beer and blueberry all over my head. The vague, mauvey shade sufficed as an emergency blue rinse. I smelled extra sweet and at a pinch, I could rehydrate by sucking on the split ends of my pandemic-induced mullet. Grumpy's ginger beer, saving the world one pandemic at a time in more ways than you thought possible. Get your emergency first aid kit at grumpysgingerbeer.com.au. Everybody chill. Everybody chill. It's the other Jerry's birthday today. It's Jerry Harvey's birthday. It is, but there'll be no interest for 20 months. And three, two, one, we are back. And here it is, Baz. Wonderbar. Is it edible? Well, it's been captured in my morning motion, so maybe it's life on planet K, viewers. Life in outer space? Yes. 
Is it edible? I don't know about edible, but according to this report, it might be sniffable. Just as good. Apparently, planet K218b is producing a whole lot of methane. Plankton farts. The telltale signs, yes. I can smell it from here. Wow, you've got one sensitive old factory there, Barry. Well, now I got that thing out of me nose, yes. So, even though planet K218b is a few billion kilometres away, the James Webb Telescope has been detecting a strange combination of methane and carbon plus a shortage of ammonia in the planet's atmosphere. Just like our bedroom first thing in the morning. Well, apparently that's a signature of life, Barry. Oh, not in our bedroom. Mm, yes, that's something quite different, yes, yes. Maybe someone pointed the James Webb telescope at our bedroom window. Copping an early morning eyeful through the drapes. Uh, and a nose full, apparently. The James Webb telescope goes rogue. As opposed to the Webb Ellis telescope. Not sure that's a telescope, Barry. Oh, yes, that's right. Webb Ellis invented rugby. Possibly. And then invented the telescope. Barry's dodgy histories. Or maybe rugby was invented by Galileo. Oh, wouldn't surprise me. And these amazing headlines about life on planet K218b can only mean one thing. One thing. NASA must be up for refunding. NASA must be up for refunding. Yes, so they need the column inches. Who doesn't? And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space Cause there's bugger all down here on Earth Speaking of intelligent life in wacky, tracky-dacky places... Intelligent life in your tracky-dacks? Now there's a headline. Well, listen to this Life From Another World story. An Australian woman had an eight-centimetre worm in her brain. Bloody hell. I've heard of earworms, but that's ridiculous. Mm. How did a worm get in her brain? Listening to too many ABBA songs? Well, it seems the worm found in the woman's brain lives inside your average carpet python. Listening to too much white snake. Or she stuck a carpet python in her head. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Says here she ate some veggies that a carpet python had pooped on. The worm was in the poop and it escaped into her gut, then it went for a mosey into her lung and then it went on a bit of a wriggle up into her brain and was just hanging around inside her head for a while. Like a conspiracy theory. Well, Barry, the treating doctor, and this is a direct quote, I kid you not, this is what he said. That poor patient, she was so courageous, you don't want to be the first patient in the world with a roundworm in your brain, we really take our hats off to her. What a complete bastard. Oh, that doctor's no Chaucer. Imagine all those doctors standing around her bed, tipping their hats. One after the other, yes, appalling. Disgusting. So insensitive. I would have just punched them in the face. I would have forced them to eat python poo. In a pie. No, no, straight, as it comes, au natural. You're a cruel man, Jerry. But with a strong sense of justice, Barry. Oh, and before we go, one last joke of the day. And what's that, Jerry? Today's number one joke, the Australian Wallabies. Oh, yes, beaten by Fiji at the Rugby World Cup. Full congratulations to Raylene Castle and Michael Checker. But isn't Eddie Jones the coach of the Wallabies now? Barry, I have said what I have said. Fiji sinks the slipper. Oh, a clever rugby joke there, Jerry. Yep, and at least eight-fifteenths of our audience won't get that joke. Or oh, that one. Yes, I'm being far too cerebral. You're being an idiot. Yes, well, no worries. It's only the Wallabies. Yes, it's only the Wallabies. Your bona fide international rugby joke. Think I'll start following Fiji. I know many a person that's jumped shit. Yeah. The old fellas!
I saw her knitting a sweater in her rocking chair. I was turned on by the shade of her blue rinse hair. Her knitting needles clicking away, clickety clack all day. And I knew it wouldn't be long till I asked her to patch my cardigan. So I took off both my shoes and I slid across the room singing, I got socks with holes. Put another stitch in the left heel, baby. I got socks with holes. Both of my big toes poking through. She smiled at me, was staring at my feet. Took a knitting needle and started to pick her teeth. She said, lover, I'm losing control, but I'll happily mend those holes. But if we're to be moving on, do one thing for me, do one thing for me. Get me a cup of tea and then I'll darn your socks with holes. Open up your sock drawer, let me in, yeah, I'll darn your socks with holes. As long as you can make a decent cup of tea. Yo! That's hot. Bloopers! Foreplay. Ooh, it's not coming out real easy, is it? I <laughs> Do your line again, Finally please. Finally got my line right and you, you laughed at it. I laughed at my yeah, line. Yes, your line was a funny one. Can I borrow your tweezers, Jerry? More floor play. Possibly. I said floor, I think I said floor play. <laughs> Sorry. Can I borrow your tree? Can I borrow your tweezers, Jerry? Can I borrow your tweezers. Can <laughs> I borrow your tweezers? You stick the tree up the other nostril. <laughs> They're trousers for for trees. Oh, okay. I thought sea levels were supposed to rise. Yeah, yeah, they rise around the Pacific Islands and all the nations that need money. I'm so glad you didn't have a line to follow up. Flaps getting exposed. Yes. <laughs> no, I just thought I'd let that go through to the keeper, that Thank one. Thank you. Um, they'll do it again for 29 years. And 31 years. 37 years, the keys to the city. The master key to all the Olympic Stadium toilets. And I'm sure they have a prime number of them. Oh, yes, yes, they do. Once they add all the gentle new... OK, speaking of the uh, Sydney Olympic toilets... And three, two, one, we are back. And here it is, Baz. Wonderbar. Is it edible? Well, it's been captured in my morning motion, so maybe it's life on Planet K, viewers. I was suddenly a little bit disgusted by that. Yes. Is it edible and your morning motion? Edible in my morning motion. And these amazing headlines about life on Planet K218B. Uh, when I woke up this morning, I didn't yes. expect to say plankton fart. No, it wasn't on t- high on your agenda, was no, it? No, it wasn't, but I'm glad it was put there. Yes, I'm glad it was run out for everyone to have a look at. Yes, I'm being far too cerebral. You're being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll just do that again without my laugh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> 